Aspixies of the Myestead run amok. Oh, so fun to see others get stuck. Oh. Fiddle-dee-dee and fiddle-dee-dee. I spot an adventurer my way comes. Diddly-doo and a diddly-day. I wonder if they're here to hear my fable. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Fate and Fables. My name is Matthew Jackson, your DM. Last chapter, we listened as our two intrepid gnomes, Ravens of Morn, delivered their letter, only to discover that the recipient, Julius Lemwood, was a vampire lord. They were caught in Lemwood's chambers by the Castellan and the Cleric. The gnomes engaged in combat in the catacombs. Fireballs flew, and bolts were loosed, but in the fray. Nix, Knackle, Live Letter was caught by the vampire thrall Castellan, and he drained her almost completely of her life's blood, leaving her with a single hit point remaining. Thinking quick, the gnomes decide to dash. In this, the final chapter of The Postal Code. You disengage, yeah. which in this instance means ducking and weaving out of bites and swipes from this vampire as you start to sprint under his, like, you dive under his legs as his two hands swipe either side of you, and you start sprinting towards the door. You rush past the castle, uh, rush past the cleric, uh, Nyx, and you're into the other chamber. Uh, Stampy, you just see a Nyx run <laughs> sprint past you. I... I turn around and I run out the door. Okay. You also disengage? I also disengage, yeah. Okay. So this time you uh, you just, there's just a swipe of a fist punching at you as this cleric is frustrated. She, none of her spells are working on this weird little thing. And the swipe just whiffs over your head as you duck under and you are in the room full of tombs of old Lemwoods and you're sprinting down it, rushing between what? them. No, 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 no. You ah! slide into the next room. You see the three uh, of uh, Tind's family and uh, Tind and his two, uh, his wife and his, his young child uh, on the table and you just sprint past. All right, no, it doesn't matter, let's go. You see- Can we, can we wake them up by yelling? You yell? Yeah, we're just like, ah, and like run around the room twice. And then <laughs> twice? Yeah. Okay. One, one time. One, one time. One time? <laughs> yeah. One time is enough <laughs> for the Castellan and the cleric to also be in the room. <laughs> they are not waking up. They are in okay, some sort just of trance. Keep running. Do you, you have a moment to take an action if you want to take a pot shot, but they are going to act first upon you. Uh, the <sighs> cleric is going to cast another spell. Uh, this time, uh, Stampy, uh, please make a... <laughs> Why does she keep trying Stampy? <laughs> she hates him. Uh, Can I cast Counterspell? I mean, yeah, if you like. I don't. <laughs> Do you want to? Do you want to? The wand is up again as you see her weaving another spell. Um, oh, because he, he just, he didn't attack me with spells, he just attacked He didn't you. attack yeah. you with a spell. Um... 
but yes, you please make a dexterity saving throw. Will they balk at that? Make an intimidation check. <laughs> is that with advantage? Uh, no. Oh, yes, it is. It is. Um, would I add anything to that? What'd you get? 17. Five. 17. Okay. So, as you yell at them to fuck off. No, I just scream at them. <laughs> You're like, just screaming? Like a primal scream. <laughs> as you're wandering around them. You notice Stampy lights up as this dark, purple, crackling flame ring appears around him and burns around your flesh with an unholy necrotic damage. Um, but it seems to pass quite quickly, but you take eight points of necrotic damage as this unholy flame ring occurs around you. And as you scream and keep running, you are out that next door. <laughs> but you don't cast... You, so you try and scream at them. They are not intimidated. They are coming for you. You are definitely on the back foot here. It's about as threatening as someone who's running away from you telling you to go away <laughs> would be. You're also a postal worker. Um, hey! You are down this corridor. Uh, the candles flicker behind you and you're back to using your dark vision as you start sprinting up the steps. You can see uh, the two of them are racing behind you. Um, you see now... Uh, this uh, the Castellan uh, looks a lot stronger uh, than when you left it as if the damage you dealt him has been slowly cracking itself back into place the fiery plume on the side of his face seems to have reformed back into his perfect face as angry and furious and rabid as it is uh, they, he seems to have become stronger again. His vampiric uh, powers s- coursing back into him. Um, as you uh, rush up the staircase, um, you uh, are back in the chapel. Uh, there is the trap door behind you um, and the door in front of you. What are you doing? You running? You running? <laughs> Okay, you sprint and uh, you squeeze through the small opening uh, that you made before. Thank God it's still open. Um, and behind you, you hear clambering and still screaming curses at you. Uh, the couple, the horrid couple behind you chasing you. Um, and you are out into uh, the rain again. Um, but it seems to have cleared up a little bit, but it's just night sky. You can see the moon up above, shedding a little bit of light. Though, right? It is not almost morning. <laughs> <laughs> you got another couple of hours on you. Um, you sprint uh, out and find uh, the uh, doorway out of this chapel, but it is there you find a crowd. Surrounding the outside of the chapel in a semicircle. You see a young girl with bushy red hair holding a pitchfork. It's happening again. You see guards and uh, just townsfolk just around, all holding, uh, or many of them holding torches and just waiting, grim faced, staring at you as you slide out into this. Uh, opening in front of them you could hear a penny drop as 
people stare at you. What do you do? I cast fog cloud <laughs> at them. What? They're a bit big for fog cloud to uncover all of them. Uh, at whoever's closest to the exit. <laughs> no. You see standing next to, by the way, just, just so you know, yeah. you also see standing next to the red-headed stable girl yeah. uh, is Sam, the lanky guard whom helped you in the first keep. They're vampires! <laughs> you yell at everyone? Yeah. Oh, I thought we would... They're right behind us. Oh. Um. And then I. Do they look like they'll let us join the crowd? Please make a persuasion roll. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. As you flail your arms and cry out. You see that you see the girl in front of you just nod. They are We'll hope you go as a small divide starts in front of them. Um and do you do you leave? Or do you stay to fight? We gotta stay and fight. We gotta stay and fight, right? We need to we need to fight. Also I thought you meant the whole town was vampires. And I was freaked out for a second. As you walk close, <laughs> as you start to join the crowd, you see the, the couple appear, now less composed, both sort of rabid, monstrous, um, and glaring wide-eyed at everyone. Uh, you see the Castellan stand straight up, um, straighten his, brush his hair out of his eyes. What are all you looking at? Back to your homes. This does not concern you, small folk. You can't tell them what to do. As you step out in front of are this we, vampire. Are we still in battle? Uh, initiative is not No, we currently. disengaged. Oh, you disengaged. Oh, I, I cast cure wounds on these. Okay, you start casting Just cure wounds. Just while we're speaking. Just as she's speaking, you're behind her, you cast the spell. Yeah. Uh, roll the heal. Uh, it's a d8. Oh. Um, plus your spell casting bonus I believe or spellcasting modifier which is plus three for you plus three seven um you feel your voice emboldened your time of terror is over what do you possibly mean you stupid little insignificant gnomes think you can stroll in here and take my castle from me you cannot speak to a male employee that in that tone sir (laughs) It is disrespectful, and we are just doing our job, and you seem awful. Oh, so we repeatedly told you we're just here to deliver the mail. We're just here to deliver the mail. The mail. You're here to deliver the mail. Yes. Yes. Well, you've delivered it. Go. Well, now we're mixed up in this, and yes. we've got a sense of honor and duty as all mail-delivering folk have. I'll never be able Then to. you die, and he lunges towards you. Uh, we can resume our previous initiative. Uh, or, no, in fact, roll a new initiative. Uh, 
18. 18. 12. 12. Got a 10. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's whispers under her breath. Okay. Um, it is uh, who, sorry, 20 to 15? 18. 18. Nick's, you go first. I cast Fireball straight at. You got another one in you? I got one more. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you better roll good. Eight. Yeah. 86 is right? 86 is. Do I need a roll to hit or does it automatically hit? It automatically hits because you place the fireball. 29. <laughs> that is a 16 on the save. That is one lower than your spell save, I believe. Yeah. Okay, his eyes flash white, uh, and as he realizes again, the moment he's made, as he takes a step towards you, and you point your wand out, and another explosion leaps out, catching him and his wife. Unfortunately, they both take, for them, they both take the full 29 points of damage. He is looking very rough and she is dead uh, as the explosion echoes around her you see her fly into the stone wall as the all the townsfolk and the guards around you gasp uh, with awe and horror as this huge plume of fire explodes in the middle of their castle, in the middle of their village. Mm. Most of them never seeing magic at all, let alone like this. Um, and you just see the castle standing, heaving. Um, and it is his turn next. Uh, and as he screaming strides towards you if I go I'm taking you with me as he uh, lurches on you uh, Nyx uh, the swipe hits take uh, four points of damage that's another hit for the bite Take three points of damage from the bite. And then he begins to suck your blood again. You take eight points of damage. I'm dead. So as he sprints towards you, screaming in uh, anger, he just scoops up this gnome, scratching at her, uh, swiping across her face, and then plunges his teeth into her neck and valiant as she is, Nyx, drained of life. Unfortunately, when she is reduced to zero, she is dead. There are no saving throws from a vampire's bite like this, and the essence is brought out of her, pale, bloodless. She's dropped to the ground. The townsfolk, scared and suddenly slightly cowed by this act of monstrosity in front of them, that glimmer of hope starts to flicker away in their hearts. Stampy, you see your friend 
It drops to the ground. It is your turn. No! I shoot it with the fire arrow. It's the only thing I have left. Do you have any? Do you have one left? A fire arrow. Fire. So it's just a regular. Yep. So, yeah. what's the uh, no. roll the attack? Nat twenty. <gasps> roll double damage. As you scream, there's tears streaming down your face. Oops. Just rage. Or 25. Stamp Stumper. As your friend dies, how would you like to avenge her? Just a perpetual scream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> would you like to give us a sample? <laughs> As this fiery bolt streaks, forming a line of fire out of your crossbow uh, towards it, you see him turn, hiss, and it pierces through his heart, and his scream soon joins yours. As you see, uh, his body start to catch on fire, and his face contort in pain. As he cries out, he just crumples to the ground and dissolves into an ash-like substance that meets with the mud until only his clothes lie there. And then there's a silence. And then it breaks and people start rushing towards uh, the bodies until there's a small crowd. You rush up as well? Yes. I just, I just pick up Nyx's body and just slump it over my shoulder. As you pick her up, she is indeed not breathing. She's not unconscious. She's just gone. Um... The people around you are cheering, um, but you don't hear them very well, and you see the red-headed girl um, and Sam rush into the chapel. Well, while they're all um, gathered around me, and I've got Nix's body, I just want to say, stop laughing! <laughs> This girl right here, she wanted to help rebuild this town. She wanted to save all of you. And you better do that. Because now we're going to leave. We could have left before, but she wanted to stay back and help all of you. So you better do what she wanted. Make a persuasion check with advantage. And <laughs> it seems whilst you were the reason of their Do freedom. I add anything to that? Charisma. Ten. <laughs> it seems whilst you were the reason that they are saved, that is not their priority right now. And they are not recognizing that, but more recognizing just the death. The people that do come up to you, are thanking you, and then when they see the state that you're in and that the, your poor dead friend with you, they sort of just give you a berth, a wide berth. Um, it is... Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do before sort of time moves on a little bit? Um, no, I just find a bed to set her down. 
You take her back to the tavern where you were before. You find a bed to lay her down. And there's a very quiet and sad moment with you and your friend. Um, so over the next day, the rest of the castle prepares to leave. People are packing their things. They are uh, grabbing everything and anything. And as you find your horse, Bok, um, oh, that's right. <laughs> you are you, you taking her back to Morn? Yes. Is that your intention? Um, I don't talk to anyone. I just put my head down and you sling her over the horse, um, folded up in some blankets that you have, um, and it's good that you have a horse because it means that you can ride back to Morn as quick as possible. Um. Do you, when you get to Morn, though, um, you'd know that, do you intend to try and pursue some sort of resurrection here, or are you laying her to peace? Is resurrection an option? You'd know that it's very, very expensive, very, very difficult. Um, Morn is as the cradle of religion in Drake is the place to have it done if you were to find it, but it would cost, like, your pension and would not be... Or, like, everything you have and more, like, you probably can't afford it. And also, the... It's not a, it's not a sure thing. I walk into the resurrection house, which is what I call it. The Grand Temple of Pelor. <laughs> You find a cleric sees you holding a body and immediately they try and talk you out of a resurrection as they do for every person who brings in a fallen loved one, uh, which is a lot of people. Uh, and uh, they, they strongly recommend you just remember them. Um, but does Stampy, ignorant, continue to fight for this? You go to the Rats of Morn. You ask for Stephen. He will pay Ra- whatever Ra- you Ravens, need. Ravens of Morn. Rats of Morn is the oh, thieves' sh- guild. <laughs> you go to the Ravens of Morn. You ask for Stephen. They won't know who Stephen is, but Stephen knows who he is. He will pay whatever money you need to get her back. The humble cleric um, with a taunts cut into it, yeah. Uh, shaved in his head um, sort of blunders he goes is there something you want me to tell uh, Stephen or Nix is dead fix it <laughs> okay this isn't part of my job but uh, he seeing how upset you are I'm angry and tired young man thank you for your cooperation runs off please make a persuasion check Nat 20. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you would have needed it. You would have needed it. Yeah. The money is paid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the best employee. What's the best employee that Mail Service had? The money is paid, and the cleric comes back, 
and your presence is requested for the ritual as a high priest is woken and taken down to one of the cathedrals where Nyx's body, which is not looking great after 10 days, mm-hmm. is laid on an altar. Now, this is a true temple of Pelor, and you see golden goblets and uh, imagery of the sun etched and emblazoned onto every corner of the space. This old cleric, the money paid, um, surprised, looks at the two of you. Um, and uh, he sort of looks out at the rest of the cathedral, which is largely empty now that this monk has, uh, this young, this younger cleric who went and got the money for you has stumbling out of the room. And uh, this old uh, priest leans down to you and goes, Just you today. I, I don't know what other clients you have today. Yes, it's just me. Nobody with you to help you bring her back. As far as I know, I'm all she has. Let's see if Paylor. I can go and get. I can go and get more people. No. You, oh. <laughs> Let's you... see if Paylor wishes for her to continue on this plane. And he wanders over to the body, and he begins the slow ritual of a resurrection. Is there anything you would like to offer to this resurrection to try and bring back Nyx? It can be as small as a plea to a god as to why you want her back, or it could be something personal. Um, How you do this determines the check of whether it is a pass or a fail or what you decide to do. Um, yeah. Um, could I do something and say something? Sure. I take out the beret. Okay. That I have on me. Yeah, fell from her. Yes. Um, and I just sort of throw it on the ground and I say, it should have been me. It was supposed to be me. Okay, please make a... Please make a persuasion check, I guess that would be. Plus anything? Do you have plus charisma? Uh, 19. 19. Bruce casts his spell. As he weaves his hands over Nyx's body, you see dust begin to rise up around her, and an enormous effort being poured in by this frail priest, and you just see his robes lift up around him as light shines in through the window. It is night outside, so you 
this feat of magic. Um, as you scream at the altar, <laughs> stubborn as ever, Nyx lets out a small breath as her <laughs> body begins to re-knit and the rotting that took place over the ten days disappears from her body and you see an ungodly presence of dark malignant energy leave her body and trail up through the window as you realize a little bit longer Nyx probably would have been a vampire oh that's right she got bitten (laughs) a lot happened big week and Stampy you feel yourself grow weak and tremble and you sit down at a pew and you feel quite weak and you sort of know what's going to happen um, but it doesn't quite happen then as Nyx wakes up the priest takes a step back as you sit up and the last thing you remember was vampires <laughs> and you see you, you reach for your wand it's yeah. not there you just see Stampy sitting in a pew in a cathedral you know in your home city of Morn and he just looks tired oh no hey you did it what did you do you delivered the letter I wonder what it said Actually, now that they're all dead, you could probably go back and check. You really want to know what the letter said. What? Nix, you go over to him and sit next to him. But Stampy, you feel your energy starting to fade from you. I just hold his hand. I don't say anything. (laughs) His... Eyes close as this very old gnome uh, reaches the end of his life. Oh, wait. <laughs> I, like, start to doze away and then... Oh, by the way, Avery's yours now. <laughs> <laughs> as he falls to sleep and peacefully, Paylor trades his life's energy to Nyx. So, (laughs) you laugh and cry. A month later, Nyx. Yeah. You were just about to start your new delivery. It feels like too soon. When uh, you were put on a easier job, softer jobs. Mm -hmm. You are to train a new recruit (laughs) around Morn. It is a young woman. Slightly taller than you, but shorter than the average person. As she is being initiated, you knew you had someone to show around, and you go into your main office to collect your letters, to collect this newbie. You've done this a few times. But you recognise this person. She has large, bushy, red hair. (laughs) She is Tin's daughter. And 
she turns to you with a bundle of letters. Oh, I, I was told that I could find you here. You, you saved my life. You and your friends saved my life. So I thought I'd come and... Well, Dad, he told me about what you said and what drove you and... And she sort of stumbles over her words as you look her up and down. Welcome to the Ravens of Morn. <laughs> you wave your hands in the air. <laughs> I think that's where we'll leave it. Oh. <laughs> that was the final chapter of the Postal Code. Amazing thank you to the players, Louise Cox and Pedro Cure. That was so much fun to play. It was an absolute joy. Uh, thank you to those of you who have come back to listen to Fate and Fables return this month and uh, welcome to any new listeners uh, I hope you're enjoying it um, if you are the best ways to support us is to tell your friends tell uh, players at your table or just other D&D enthusiasts and to rate us on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this um, you can also send us messages over at fateandfables.com. There is a send a raven section where you can send us a little message. Um, now, uh, there is going to be a bit of a break now as I go away to record and edit the next fable, but you can hopefully expect uh, it to arrive uh, roughly around July, possibly August uh, if it gets a bit hectic, but uh, we will be returning. As always, thank you so much for listening. My name is Matthew Jackson, and this was Fate and Fables. <laughs>